Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You ready? Must it be? Yes. Stop making the eyes at me. Stop making the eyes at me. What specifies me is that I don't really want you to. And you say them, I blow them. You are a blow them. Your name is Real Nova, I don't have a gun. Lighting the cars, man, we don't think I bang. I don't look good on the dancing. He's on one, isn't he? I don't know if you're looking for the man bar. I don't know what you are looking for. I think I bet that you look good on the dancing. Dancing the electric cars like a robot from 1984. From 1984. Fair play. He learnt all the words. It's, uh, Steve Basford. Steve-o! Good old Steve Basford. Steve Basford. Singing us in with some Arctic Monkeys. Can't do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Online at owlstalk.co.uk, you're listening to Owlstalk FM. It's the Owlstalk podcast and we're back. Sponsored by Foster's Lager. Not really, but we're drinking it anyway. Yes, we are. Because it's the only thing that was in the fridge. Well, I'll be honest, I left a full bottle of fucking Jack Daniels here the other night, so there better be some of that left in a minute. Full bottle? Did, mm. did you not see the yeah. shots that you were drinking? Well, it weren't shots, it were pints. Pretty much. So, we're back. We're finally back. Yeah. And uh, there's been a lot going on. It's been ages again since we did anything, isn't it? It's, we need to do these more often. It's semi-regular. Yes, it is. Like my poo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I mean, well, my arse, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're, we're back. We're, it's been a while. Um, Neil is, is now back from... Drinking. Being mental. Yeah. Although he's still mental. Yeah. Um, drinking whilst doing this is either a really good or a really bad idea. I think it's a great idea, especially considering the experience we had the other night where we did a, <laughs> a brand new podcast, which was called, I think, just Drunk Cast or something like that. Yeah. Um, which I've, I've currently got that private on SoundCloud. Shall, shall I should, make that public? No, no, it should stay private <laughs> for legal reasons. And I did, it, I did put a link on Owl's Talk, uh, but very few people have noticed I th- it. Well, I think what started off as just going down to Kellam Island for lunch turned mm. into pretty much an all-nighter and then recording in the early hours of the morning or it might have been half eight at night, I can't remember. I um, think it was literally about nine o'clock. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's not embarrassing at all. And um, it was just absolute carnage. It was oral carnage, if oral as in audio carnage. What can I say? What? I'm not even going there. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there too many times. So yeah, um, looking at it like that for <laughs> I think you might be thinking something completely different to what I'm thinking alright okay uh, and, fair and what I'm thinking is just wrong you're thinking about the girl with Capri on the stairs <laughs> <laughs> Bob look who it is uh, uh, listeners out there 
Never trust anybody that's got cat poo on the stairs. That's all I'll say about that. In, I've learned that from very dangerous experience. In the drunk cast the other night, do you, you're not going to remember. I can't this. remember. I'm gonna, I, I can't remember I'm doing ask the drunk you this cast. question anyway. Yeah. Do, do you remember talking about a girl that got worms by licking an arsehole? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> That's supposed to be something I've read on Google this week. It was something, you said it was something from Google. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Worms from looking in art? I'm sure that's what it was. Oh it, dear. Yeah. Oh God. It was wrong. So, um, back to the world of Sheffield Wednesday and Owls Talk. Owls Talk. If you don't fucking bounce, then you're a blade. Yeah, welcome back everyone to Owls Talk Podcast. Yeah, if if um, if you do want a regular podcast, then uh, Owls Americas have just started one. They have, yeah, and um, yeah, they started up. They're, they're American, kind hence, of given away in the title. Hence the title. What is the full title of the podcast? For so people can find it. See, Owls Americast. Right, that's good. From Owls Americas, that's it, very it's, good. I really like their website, by the way, and all. Yeah. Their, I like everything they do. I think all their good. branding, all their stuff they've been doing on Facebook and stuff. I've, I've quite liked it for massive a while. thumbs up, massive thumbs up yeah. from Owls Talk, and it's semi-professional. It's like well, compared to ours, yeah, yeah. Anything, anything is professional. Anything um, is. I'm just drinking Fosters. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really good. The Owls Americas, Owls Americast. I like the pacing of it. I like yeah. the intelligence of it. I like the professionalism of it, and I like the. Things that they do. I love the bit where they interview uh, fans yeah. in America and ask them how they got into Sheffield Wednesday. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Really good. One guy uh, got into Sheffield Wednesday just because he liked owls. Oh, I didn't hear that. That was the very first one. Was it? It was, it was one of the actual main presenter guys. Oh. He, he liked owls, and so uh, when he was playing FIFA one, one time, he came across the Wednesday badge with an owl on it and adopted the club. Uh, in normal circumstances, that's the kind of person I'd avoid in public. <laughs> it sounds a bit weird. These are people that... They're not. Weirdos. <laughs> uh, everyone in America is weird, aren't they? They put cheese on everything. They put cheese on it's the It's not bre- even cheese. It's they put that- runny cheese. They put runny Chubby's cheese on the <laughs> breakfast. Chubby's cheese, that's you, it. It's yeah. Chubby's cheese. You, you, you don't put Chubby's cheese on your breakfast, lads. Stop it. <laughs> unless, they, unless they live in America and don't put Chubby's cheese on their breakfast. But I think chances are that highly unlikely. And they're probably 25 stone, aren't they? I've not seen photos of them. But America's... <laughs> American Americas, you're probably 25 stone chubsters who puts Chubby's cheese on your breakfast. And you voted in Donald Trump. Yeah, enough said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's essentially the guy, it's the guy that originally made the New York Owls, who then expanded it across to all of America. He's doing a fab job, and I think yeah. I think there should be more groups like this, like the Lithuanian Owls and the Estonian Owls. And the, they might be a bit niche. No, and the... Eastern Bloc Owls. East, Eastern Bloc Owls, yeah. Uh, and the Polish owls are the most particularly most interesting because uh, they come from a country that looks like shit. In what way? Well, you, you mean the shape of the country? No, I just mean because it doesn't. Um, no, I've I've you've been to Poland. I've been to Poland. It's grim. It is so grim. I got stuck on a council estate, <laughs> and there was this daubing on the wall everywhere we went, which was 1910, 1910, 1910. And we couldn't get off this estate, right? We're in this tour bus and we're travelling round and we couldn't get off this estate at all. We turned left, we turned right, everywhere we were like a dead end and it were, I can't even describe how grim it was. It was probably like driving through Raqqa, do you know what I mean, at the minute. Right. It was just, it was desolate, but people actually lived there. But everywhere on the walls were 1910, 1910, 1910. We had no idea what it was. I, I don't know. No idea, right? So, we were, I'll be honest, we were terrified. 
absolutely terrified. And uh, we eventually found one little exit road that got us off this estate that we went to by accident. This isn't in like Warsaw or anywhere like that. It's right in the heart of like middle of nowhere, Poland. Yeah, like most of America is the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and uh, we we get away and uh, we we come back to England at the end of this tour. We looked it up, and it was like the worst football hooligans you could possibly ever encounter. And if you if well, you Google it on YouTube, right? Google these, on YouTube. Google, yeah. Uh, sorry, <laughs> you know what I mean. YouTube. It's owned it. by, it's owned yeah, by yeah. Google. You. YouTube it. Nineteen ten. Put nineteen ten Poland or something like that, and you'll find these football hooligans playing with landmines. And there's one that stands on top of a shed and just drops a landmine on the floor and blows himself up. Wow! On YouTube, it's amazing. That's amazing. I know. So like, we we've never been so grateful as to get away from these uh, this this housing estate ever. On the flip side, we went to because um, like I, I was touring with a band. And we played somewhere like Warsaw, and we had to go to somewhere else, Lodz or something like that, for the next gig. Uh, so we stayed in this hotel, which was like The Shining, right? We had the whole hotel wow. to ourselves, right? We pulled up. It was like all this vast amount of space with just a hotel in the middle of it. So we drove down this track, gets to the hotel, and uh, let's be honest, it was cheaper as chips, So which, which, which sound like, like a pint of lager, like 30p or something, which were cool. Um, so we checked in and went for a walk into the village and got lost. And we ended up at a gypsy barn dance by accident. <laughs> where Did I've, you join in? And, and where I thought we were going to die. There Did were you two, accidentally marry someone? There were two guys on the door that were ex-Polish SAS types. And they were like six foot seven. Uh, and I honestly thought we were going to die. And they were like a, a family. And they were sat at this massive long table like the Godfather or something like that. And the head of the family went to the toilet. So I said to the lads who I was with, like, we're either going to die or we're going to die. I said, but either way, <laughs> we've got to do something. Good choices. We have to do something to kind of survive here. Because, like, if we don't blend in with these guys, they're going to take us outside and stab us to death. It was that scary. It was honestly, genuinely that scary. You know, you've been in a rough pub, a really rough pub. Yeah. Like the pool ball stops and all that. Yeah. Ten times worse than that. It, this is in the middle of nowhere, in this village in Poland, in the middle of nowhere, like 100 miles from Warsaw, like, just literally in the countryside. And we get there, and we, you, when you walk in a place like that, you can't just like walk out and go home. Do you know what I mean? It were, you'd be noticed and you'd be followed. Um, so this guy goes to the toilet. This head of this family. So I just went and sat in his seat at the, at the long end of the table, uh, and just sat down and uh, started drinking his drink. And he came back, and I just went like, "All right." And he's like, "What is going on?" And his lad was sat on the left of me, and you could tell he was just about to kill me. And I just, I, <laughs> so I got the father of the family and put my arm around him I gave him a drink and I said like you and me we're going to drink tonight and I sat him down and we drank and we managed to survive that night obviously because you're here yeah um, but probably the most terrifying experience of my life that ended up with me being sick on the street. <laughs> whilst actually, whilst every night, whilst laid on my stomach, so I didn't like bend over and throw up or just stand and throw up. I, I was laid on my stomach. Why were you laid on your stomach? Swimming. <laughs> Swimming. On the there's street. A, there's, a, there's an amazing photo of it as well where someone's, I think Chris from the band, like was just holding my head up because I just couldn't lift my head up. Is this the photo where you laid out in the middle of the street? Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of like this village in Poland, but like the most amazing times. What I would say is, uh, I like that kind of experience now. I'm addicted to it, so I think I'm not going to go on holidays anymore. I'm going to go to places like that, middle of nowhere, and just like see what happens. That's interesting. How did we get onto this subject? We were talking about the Owls Americas podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't even know how them they're linked, but um, your experience in Poland was it like going into the Globe and being asked if you're a Wednesday fan? See the Globe, right? I, I, that's either a student place or a football hooligan place, very much, yeah. or a mixture of the both. But I just avoid them places. Yeah, but it's a bad experience when you go in and someone says, as soon as someone says like, "Are you a Wednesday or United?" You're like, "Oh God, knuckle draggers in it." It's like just yeah. like stay away from them knobheads. Um, just leave them to it. I don't get that being a lad kind of thing. Yeah. They never, you never get a football hooligan on their own. That's all I'll say about that. Mm. They're, they're never on their own. Good point. Uh, never on their own. So it's just something to impress the mates. You yeah. know what I mean? And if they are on their own, they'll not do it. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's like people who are absolute idiots on Owls Talk when you meet them in person. <laughs> We've been talking about that recently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's like a. It's like another personality in it. Yeah. yeah. Like, there can be absolute horrible pieces of shit on Owls Talk. And yeah. then, then you meet them in person, and they're as nice as pie to your face. I don't understand that. It must yeah. be mental illness. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, the Owls America's Owls Americast go out and uh, listen I, to I it. I haven't actually uh, found it on iTunes yet, because I've not looked. I think they've been struggling getting it on there, but Let, let's hope it, it goes on, on the plan. I, let's hope it gets on iTunes, because I want to subscribe to it. I, I genuinely <laughs> think uh, it's probably, like, the best podcast, new podcast I've heard in ages. What the f- <laughs> <laughs> you just triggered Alexa. Shut up! Stupid oh, Alexa. Triggered her again. Oh, there it goes. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I genuinely think I think it, for the first one that was like their test one, weren't it? So yeah, like there were their pilot. pilot pilot episode where they were just trying a few things out. I thought it was the format was great. I thought the pacing was fantastic. Yeah. What they did in it, the content was great. So I think yeah, keep it up and uh, keep them coming because like, I'm a big fan. I'll be listening. Yeah, same. I'll, uh, I'll give it a good listen every time it comes. A out. good listen, yeah. As, as opposed to a bad listen, yeah. How do you listen to something bad? Eh? How do you listen to something hey! bad? Hey! <laughs> Got ya. Got ya. Everybody listening to this Got ya. will know. Got ya. Owlstalk.co.uk, home of the official Owen Morrison fan club. So, yeah, it's, it's a good job that the uh, the Owls America podcast came. I can't even talk. It's a good job that they did that podcast because we've had absolutely nothing happen uh, because it's been international break, which has sent everybody mad. International break sends everyone mad. It sends, honestly, Owls Talk was in complete meltdown every time yep. because there's literally nothing else to do but whinge. Yes. <laughs> and let's face it, people whinge on Owls Talk on a, on a normal day. International break time. It's it, it just basically brings this big microscope down on everything that's not necessarily football because essentially we we won against Leeds, so everything's all right now. Thank God. Imagine if imagine. <laughs> can you imagine if we had an international break on the back of that? I don't think Carlos would have survived it. And, and the fact that it was such a, a brilliant performance as well. It was outstanding. If, if we'd have scraped it by like one nil with a last minute goal. Yeah, it, it was so exciting. I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It's I thought that, to like three seasons ago. Yeah, that's how it should be. That, that is how we should be playing football every week. It would be amazing. Yeah. So, but we don't. Uh, and uh, like we've got Bolton Wanderers coming up away, mm. and I can see us sending out a team of big, strong battlers to just grind out a 1-0 win on the counter-attack, which would be disastrous because I think we'd lose. We, we, we don't want to play like that. No, nobody wants it. The the fans don't want it. The neutrals don't want it. I'd, I'd rather go out and lose like 3-0 with, like, by going for it. So when than... Carlos did that £20 note press conference, <laughs> yeah. Andy Giddings pushed him on this, didn't he? And he says like about attacking football and yeah. you can't get your players up for big games and stuff like that. And Carlos was obviously really passionate, really emotional, mm. got his 20 quid out, waved it around and that. But 
I think I, I'd like to know if that is the first time that Carlos has heard that criticism because it's been a criticism of a lot of Wednesday fans that Carlos can't get his team up that for That can't be the game. first time. Yeah, but who, who else has said it to him? Do you know what I mean? Like Andy Giddings saying it to him. I don't know. He, he, I don't know. I don't get it. You know I don't what? Know people, people had a go at Andy Giddings for asking those questions and pressing it. And Andy, he did say that he was just asking like what the fans wanted to hear. Yeah, he did a good job, I thought. I, did, I thought that. I thought he, he, we, Radio Sheffield and the presenters come into their own and they, when they have a bit of strength. So like Rob yeah. Statton, Staten, when he gets stuck in and when Andy Giddings gets stuck in and asks the direct questions, it might not be one, what the managers or players want to answer, but the questions that the fans want to mm. at least find out what the answers are. Do you know what I mean? So uh, fair credit to But there's a, there's a category of fans, which I'm now going to label as sicker fans. Yeah. Okay. I like play, that. play on words. Yeah. yeah. It just came to my head. That's more like when <laughs> you're in my apartment and I've had too much beer <laughs> and I throw up on an oscillator. <laughs> That's a sicker fan. Oh, imagine as it's going round. Yeah. Splat it everywhere. I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> but yeah, there's some fans that, that seem to like just blindly support absolutely anything that comes out of the club. There's 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 all spectrums in there, especially on owlstalk.co.uk, the plug. world's finest football forum. And there's there's the full spectrum of those that support everything and those that just wait to pounce on everything. Yeah. And then those in between. And uh, I think we were saying earlier before we started recording that there's kind of a, a little sense in the air that the Carlos outers are, are currently waiting. I think so. I think they're just. I think the ones that are like, oh, he should be gone. He should be gone. I think they're just waiting in the wings to pounce. For they just. I think they're waiting for us to lose one nil away to Bolton. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Owlstalk.co.uk Proof that giving the general public a voice is a really bad idea. So we've had Carlos outers going mad. Then, then we won at lead at two leads, yeah, which was a really good performance. That's kind of died down, and it turned it around on Joe Palmer. He, yeah. he got the Carlos out yeah. treatment. Yeah, he did. There's a lot of criticism on uh, Mr. Palmer at the moment. I don't know too much about Joe Palmer. I heard about him coming to the club and um, saying that he wanted to um, give us an experience on the commercial side that we'd never had before and that he'd got all this experience in you know, turning clubs uh, into these money-making machines and stuff. Uh, but I've not really... I've never met him. I've not, I've not met him. I don't, um, know, I don't know too much about him. Some of the criticism is valid, isn't it? A lot of it. A lot of it, yeah. <laughs> So like, if on paper you, you if, can't disagree with a lot of the criticism if you took the emotion out of it we're engaged Sheffield Wednesday fans if you, if if a neutral came in and said right okay 
Let's have a look at Joe Palmer's record since he came in. I think there would be a valid call and uh, a valid, uh, what do you call it, uh, a valid justification for mm. Joe Palmer uh, getting sacked. <laughs> For, do you know what I mean? For, yeah. To put it bluntly, but ultimately, this fella's coming to our club to kind of put things right and get things better. The club shops got worse. The the the, the shirts nowhere. Somehow, to, yeah. Somehow, how would you make that worse? We've had times where we've had times where they were selling Danny Wilson Toby jugs, bendy pencils. Yeah. Crossbar fudge. Co- crossbar fudge. <laughs> Out of date. And there was something, I can't remember for the life of me what it was, but there was something where they marketed it as, if you drop your keys down the drain, this will help you find it. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to look through the archives and find out exactly what that was. But If you, if you look on Internet Archive, all of the old Owls Talk like, homepages are still on there. Yeah, they are. And there is a club shop section. Yeah, there is. I, I club shop cl- yeah, club shop classics. Club yeah, 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 club shop <laughs> classic. And I might resurrect that page because uh, it's worth looking at because the, the stuff that we had on offer back then was criminal. However, and I don't know if Joe Palmer's to blame for this, but how long were the playoff final T-shirts that we lost, right, that we lost, the commemorative T-shirts, how long were they in the shop for after we lost at Wembley? They were there for as long as we haven't had a kit this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's just bizarre. So we've got a club shop that people are screaming to, look, we want to spend us money. We want to give Sheffield Wednesday our money, right? Yeah. What's annoying is we haven't got anything to buy. There's no no sign of the kits. God knows where they are. There's rumours that they're actually sat at Sheffield Wednesday in boxes. An amount of, yeah. Yeah. Um, they're nowhere to be seen. They're not on sale. Everyone's kind of saying they're going to boycott it now because it's just took too long and they're not going to pay full price for something that they get, you know, four months until the next one comes out. Yeah. The old kit's still on sale for <laughs> 55 quid. The old shirt, if you go on the... That means nothing now. If you go on to the... Who's buying that? Who's buying it? Who bought the playoff final commemorative T-shirt a year after we lost it? <laughs> Who bought that? Honestly, right? So you got fans screaming, saying, look, give us something to spend our money on. You go into the mega store and, oh my word, it's such a depressing... I've never walked it's, it's in... It's actually physically depressing walking in. It is. The light in... It is. It's, it's oppressive it as is. you walk in. At least they've got rid of Antonio off the wall. <laughs> he was there for like three years after he buggered off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like, seriously, it, it's, a, it's a bad situation when you've got all the fans. And it's not just the fans in Sheffield that nip into the shop. It's all the online ones. Like the America's fans in America, they'd buy yeah. something. But... Everybody's keeping the money in the pocket and buying snide T-shirts off eBay. That's <laughs> someone's gone to these Chinese developers or whatever it is, these Chinese manufacturers, and made a snidey copy of the home shirt, yeah. the new home shirt that's not out, <laughs> and they're selling it for twenty quid. And people are buying them instead. It's come and on. They, they do look shit. But. The the worst thing is right. There's been no communication on the shirts whatsoever. Everyone's embarrassed. There's people. Tweeting the guy from Australia saying, "Oh, that that poor guy." Yeah, I, I, it might be his fault. It really might be. It might be. But, it might be. But who but knows? The abuse that he's had on he's Twitter. getting some grief, and he's like, and right. on LinkedIn as well. But I think he's hinting that the club has had the shirts, but it, they decided it feels not to. like it. Yeah, and there was rumours that they got sent back because the quality was crap. Now but that that rumour was from like April or May this year. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. that for me isn't a current rumour. No, no, it's, no, just it's been recycled one. now. Yeah, it's like six, seven months ago, and you're like, what is going on? What is going on? Does anyone really care about buying these shirts anymore? If they come out. 
What's the what's the story going to be with that? Are they going to half price them? Well, they, they, they buy them in at like what six seven quid each or something <laughs> like that. So they don't have to sell them for fifty five quid. They choose to to make money. In, which probably explains why the old shirt is still fifty five quid in the shop. Well, they, they claim that it, it was wasn't on a or it was on a sale or return thing, or it wasn't on a sale or return thing, one way or the other. Yeah, uh, and so they'd lose money if they reduced it. So weird, isn't it? It must be not. Which on doesn't a- make sense either way you think of that. The whole situation is probably the worst I've ever seen, ever, ever, ever. Which and like, that is saying something. Joe Palmer, if you're listening to this, you've just won a world record for the world. <laughs> World's worst situation when it comes to home shirts. And we've had some bad ones. We've had fans screaming in August, where's the kit? Get it out because we want to go on holiday with it. Yeah. Fans want to for wear years. their new shirts on holiday. You know, in the yeah. ideal situation, you get them out for the last game of the season, the, the team would play in them, and then you would be able to go to the mega store after the match and buy them for the first time. And, and then looked, go on holiday with them. I've recently looked back at time frames as well, right? And the time frame generally is, because people generally don't know that all of the shirts that are produced for every club in the world generally go through the same kind of four or five factories in Turkey and the Middle East and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, so, like that place that Mike Baldwin made knickers on Coronation yeah, Street. Yeah, like Underworld, and I don't know why I know the name of that. Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> but, oops. Um, All their knickers are born slippy. <laughs> <laughs> it took a second for that, <laughs> but yeah. So basically, these factories. You know, when you when a fan will say we we need Adidas shirts or yeah. we need Nike shirts or whatever. Yeah, these factories work for all of those companies. Yeah, and it's a it's largely the same material goes on to a, a machine run and they'll do one set like of 20,000 shirts for one team for Adidas. Then they'll reset the machines, reset the cutting, and the next lot that goes through there is like a Nike shirt for another team. Yeah. And that's how it works for all the big manufacturers generally. Yeah. To get pl- uh, like uh, actual uh, booking onto the plant there, you have to book it because every team goes through there. You have to book it like six months to a year in advance. Yeah. So that's why when we've done kit votes in the past, the kit vote has always been in November or December. Yeah. You want to have the design finalised for the end of December, first week of January, then you can book your slot on these factory lines. <laughs> right. So knowing that, knowing then that we're not going to use a mainstream supplier. Yeah. Um, you know that you're going to have to do something even earlier than that. Yeah, ideally. Right, so so they went and apparently went to tender. Some companies let them down in apparently April or May, May this year. Is this the one where they agreed a price and then they went back saying double it or something? Apparently. It's so weird. How Do you that, believe that? How No, how does that even happen? <laughs> you get a contract, you're like, you will supply me 10,000 shirts at seven quid each. Yeah. This is how much it is. Here we go. So it's gone out to tender, right? They've agreed a price. They've agreed a run. They've said, we'll supply you 10,000 shirts at a tenner a piece or whatever, right? At that point, you sign a contract. Yeah. So they're trying to blame this manufacturer for reneging on the contract. Whereas, in my mind, it's a club's fault for not signing a contract and hold- holding them to it. Oh, that camera's just died. <clears throat> So, um, your battery pack's coming out of the back of that. Is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. We're all right, I think. <laughs> so. I'm not having a good day with GoPro, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you pretty much hate GoPro. Fucking GoPro. Uh, oh. <laughs> so, what is that noise? It's a wolf. <laughs> it's a werewolf. Oh. We've got a werewolf. We have a werewolf. So, what are we saying? So, yeah, the... It has to be someone at the club's fault for not signing a contract and holding somebody to that contract. Yeah. Right, so it's the club's fault. 
But even then, knowing that you're going to manufacture your own under a, a like a white label manufacturer or whatever, yeah, there's not many places that can that can do that kind of run of um, of shirts for a club our size. You're going to need twenty, thirty thousand shirts. There was a there was a photo of the plant mm. that was starting to do. I don't know what it was, shorts or something or. That was Something. recently. Yeah, recently. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it didn't look like a mass production place to me. It looked like they were 10 at once or whatever. The, the company in Australia that we got, um, basically their business model is, if you're a, 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 like an amateur sports team, yeah, you want the same kit, and you can go to them, design your own kit through yeah. them, and they'll do you over a run of like 15 kits. You can even get down to one individual kit. I like that guy that runs that company. I don't yeah. know I don't know what's happened, but I, li- I really like that guy. Did he... Um, Common Owls talk, talk, trying to talk to the fans at one bit. Was that him? No, I think that was... I th- well, I've not seen it if it is. The one I remember is the guy from the programme. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's him. But, like, the, the guy from Australia, I really liked him. And the worst thing that's happened is... Well, not the worst thing, obviously, because the shirt's not here, but an- another funny part of this is that um, there's photos of this guy with the new kit... Yes. in Australia like a yep. year ago saying like oh we're glad we won this contract because essentially what it'll do is give Sheffield Wednesday the opportunity to really swiftly get their shirts out faster than anyone ever's done before <laughs> to their fans <laughs> and it's what we're in October yeah it's, it's nearly Christmas it's the middle of October do you think do you think that, that I don't but do you think that Mr Shansiri is going to say right sorry about all that what, let's have a Christmas special all the kits are on sale tenner each or or on the flip side of that because they still want the money for the rest of the season the flip side is they say right sorry we've cocked up a bit and this kit will also be our kit for next season yeah so you still get a full season yeah season season and a half yeah which would then lose revenue for next season so it's like a bit of a catch 22 situation it is the thing is right if you're gonna jump ship from Adidas Nike and that all your your factory uh, providers that you were talking about earlier if you're gonna do that you do it with like a year in advance yeah Minimum to make you that need transition. About two years planning. Yeah. Of it, I reckon. Yeah. Because you're planning the whole thing. You're going to scope out. You're going to tender. Yeah. And you're going to start them because you're going to eventually go to a plant that doesn't produce in the quantities that the four or five plants around the world do. Yeah. That do it for everyone. Uh, you're going to have to start production a lot earlier. And I think for all the any fans that's listening to this that is like, oh, for God's sake, shut up about a shirt. It's just a shirt. <laughs> the money from this shirt yeah. that we could have been selling could have paid for Irby Emanuelson. Oh, God. Couldn't they? Which, who, who it turns out, claims that he was one of the highest paid players at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. and Didn't he claim he had parity or something on the highest? Oh, I highest think you can get tablets for that. Though. <laughs> or just go see the physios. They'll sort it out with some cream. But yeah, uh, it's important. That it's important to fans to have a shirt, ideally for holidays. To go mm. to, people want to sit on the beach in them and, and walk around Marbella or whatever, don't they? Because you really want a short-sleeved football shirt like <laughs> nylon polyester <laughs> at Christmas. Yeah, exactly. The beach towels are in stock. <laughs> the beach towels are in stock in October, but not not the kit, not the home kit that everybody wants. It's. It, I'll be honest. Just on this point, Mister Palmer. 
I, I can't justify him being at Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not saying Honest sack one him. single point. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying sack him. I'm just saying is this performance isn't good enough on this point. Whether or not it's like the chairman that's like dictating that's, stuff, that's I don't the know. Thing. But you don't know exactly who's done what. No, at what what stage in this? You don't. But like, so he could be completely innocent. He could, and so could Carlos. It comes under. So his could reason. Carlos with like results if the chairman's buying the players and dictating who plays. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, who knows what goes on at a football club except those within it and they they don't tell us they're not, they're not going to they're never going to tell us no no so for me it's like Mr Palmer if it's not your fault I apologise but you're the one with the job title do you know yeah. what I mean it, 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 when Joe Palmer came his press all the press releases and all the stuff that went to like Sheffield Star and he had a big article in that he said he was going to be in charge of the commercial stuff and the retail stuff but it's, again it's not just the kit it's- how do you make how 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 do you make the megastore worse? How could... Honestly, if you were a Sheffield United fan and you came to this club when he did and you're like, and you're like right, let's really get these Wednesday. You know, let's really mess it up. Couldn't have, done a, couldn't have done a better job of it. It's like, yeah. how do you make it worse? We had, before Joe Palmer came, we had the worst football store I've ever seen of any football club ever. Hmm. It, absolutely terrible. I, I remember. Online and offline, bendy pencils, you know... <laughs> Owen Morrison caricature sketches. Honestly, it, oh, I, I remember about 2010, like um, when we were really, really bad. Um, I remember going to Carlisle and walking into their club shop, which was literally a shack. Yeah. On a corner. Yeah. And all of the stuff in their shack on the corner. Yeah. Was ten times better than anything we produced. Do you remember when I posted an house talk? I think it was at Christmas. Uh, no, it was in the summer, I think. It, it was something somewhere around them. You have to correct me on this if you're listening and you know the answer. But there was garden gnomes for sale. <laughs> yes, and I think yes. there were Christmas ones. <laughs> yes, they were. At, in summer. <laughs> yeah, in summer. They had just gone on the shelves. Yeah. Christmas garden gnomes, yeah. right? Who's going to buy a Christmas garden gnome anyway in summer? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And, and stuff, it's not stuffed hard toy to meerkats. Get... Yeah. Right? That that basically looked like they'd been strangled and left on a street. Yeah. And basically yeah. looked like roadkill. Yeah. Roadkill. Like, roadkill. A, about two years after the meerkat thing was really popular. Yeah. And then, obviously, the playoff final. We went there, lost, <laughs> came away gutted. And Sheffield Wednesday kept on trying to sell us T-shirts, not even for like three quid. That's yeah. the thing. If yeah. they were three quid, oh, they didn't selling reduce them, off, them. No, they didn't even no. reduce them. Where are they now? <laughs> oh, I think they did. They did after a bit reduce them to like twelve pound fifty for fifteen quid. Where are those shirts now? I, I said on House Talk, UK, the world's finest football forum. I said on House Talk. <laughs> Give them away to like just literally anybody that could wear them. You send know them what to mean? Africa. That's what I mean. Just stuff like that. Send them there. But give them no. to homeless charity. Yeah, or send them to Hull. Do you know what I mean? But but like but uh, the city of culture. Yeah, but they didn't. And every every week I were doing updates, going like, right, let's do a football shirt update on House Talk. Are they still in stock? Yes, they are. They're still being sold. <laughs> Where's everything else that we want to buy? Oh, that's not available. We haven't got anything like that. And as well, it's not just that they were still being sold. Is that when you walked into the shop, they took up at least half. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did <laughs> half, the, half the retail the, space. Yeah, the entire space, the entire display. They just filled the mega store with <laughs> playoff final T-shirts that we lost six months to a year later. Oh, jeez! Someone tell me that that's acceptable, right? You, you, a neutral looking at this, would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" 
You've got fans sat there with cash waiting to spend and what you're selling. And it was summer as well because obviously it was after the playoff final and it went into the next season, didn't it? What's happened with the watches? What's (laughs) happened with the... What has happened with these watches? They they did a limited edition 150 of what these Seconda watches which are like, what, Seconda's from the 70s? Basically these watches you can buy without the badge on from like Argos, like Elizabeth Duke or whatever. Yeah. For sixty nine ninety nine or eighty nine ninety nine, yeah. and they're not worth that. And they've slapped a badge on them, yeah, and want to charge hundred and fifty quid because arbitrarily that's what comes to the head for the hundred and fiftieth anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it's right. the oh, it's massive anniversary. We'll, we'll announce it. We'll make a big deal of it. We'll do all these plans. Send everyone an email about it. Yeah, yeah. And then what we'll do? We'll sell you a watch, right? That's worth <laughs> sixty quid. Which is like fair enough, you know. They do that. They There's always going to be a markup for the badge. Yeah. So like they stick a badge in it and think Wednesday fans will buy it, which they did, right? We'll do a limited edition run of 150. Mm. Fine, okay? Yeah. So then there's the chance that if you get one of these watches for 150 quid, they might increase in value given that there's only 150 ever made of this anniversary year. They yeah. might, they might not. They they're might, not going to. They're not going to, right? But, but they might. But that's what yeah. people m- might have thought, right? Because it didn't look but nice. It's, it's something that's like a nice gift for somebody or a nice yeah. keepsake. It, is, it yeah. is something that's... It's better than a lot of the stuff in the megastore. So it's fair better than than every other watch the megastore has yeah, ever yes, stopped yeah it is that is true I actually have true. one upstairs because that some, is true some absolute dick gave me one oh. right and it's never been I'd out of its box it's like it plasticky and just like I'd have given it back but what am I saying so yeah so so, so there were 150 made, and the club made this big announcement saying, like, right, 150 of these limited edition watches from yeah. Sick on Do you want to buy one? So everyone went, like, fucking hell, yeah. So what, what you do as, like, the retail manager or whatever, the, the software's there in the shop where you put your stock keeping in or your pre-order amount. Yeah. You type in 150. Yeah. How many, how many have you got, Mr. James, to sell in your shop? How, how many are you yeah. how, So you're doing a limited edition 150 watches. Yeah. So you type in 150. On the back end of the sh- electron shop you say right i have got 150 of these so you type in 150 press enter that then populates your store with 150 watches yeah so you can't sell good stock keeping practices yeah so you can track how many fucking final t-shirts you still have yeah so you you can't (laughs) sell any more than 150 because like what will happen is it'll count down to zero and once it's zero it'll take it off out of stock yeah i'll say out of stock on the shop Amazingly, amazingly, <laughs> amazingly, this is, I'm not even kidding, right? This is the only example I've ever heard of anywhere by anybody that's put something on sale like this and then had to <laughs> email people going like, yeah, uh, you know that watch that you bought, that limited edition one? We actually sold too many, so you can't have yours, so here's your money back. No, no, they didn't say, here's your money back. Oh. That's the other thing. See, I didn't know This is how fucking shitty it was, right? And this has actually got me really mad. Yeah. Right? They sent an email saying, sorry, we've sold out of that limited edition, like, 150th anniversary Seconda watch. But we can let you have 10 playoff (laughs) t-shirts. No, no. So, they they said, but we've got this £60 watch in stock instead. You can have that. You're joking. Which wasn't limited edition. Oh. Or you can then apply for a refund. You're kidding. Yeah. So they didn't automatically refund these people or anything. Well, this is turning into shop talk, but it's disgusting, <laughs> isn't it? It's disgraceful. Fans want to buy decent stuff from the club, especially, especially in 150th anniversary year. Who is responsible for all this? I feel sorry for the staff in the shop who have had grief oh, God, and they're... abuse and knobheads have been going in giving them grief. Yeah. And giving it's them a not hard their time. Fault. They don't. 
they're on like shitty wages, yeah. working as hard as they can. They don't need some dickhead going in, <laughs> shouting and screaming because they, they haven't got this and haven't got that. Leave the staff alone. They, they've got a shitty enough job as it is. Yeah, they have. Like, Leave the staff alone. In that oppressive bunker of a shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, surrounded by playoff final t-shirts. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I can't believe. Uh, well, I could. I, sadly, I could believe that when the reports were coming in that they were getting abused, it was just like, oh, this is just too much now. So this this makes it worse. <laughs> this makes it even worse. The decisions above them that are being made that are causing this grief that mm. means that they get abuse. That's not on. Yeah. Sort it and, out, and, Sheffield Wednesday. And where are those people when people are kicking off? Yeah. Sort it out. Sort it out. So anyway, it's led on to. Uh, I think something's happening with this shirt, this home shirt, right? That's yeah. not coming. And the third shirt, the third shirt. Oh yeah, shirt, that, that just a sp- so that like was the, a competition. The, th- the club ran a competition to say design the third shirt, right, for the anniversary year. The kid that did it produced what I think is an absolutely outstanding design. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's gorgeous, and I think people would have bought that left, right, and centre. It's classy. It's like it's, it's, it's nice. It does look jeans. like 150th anniversary. Yeah, year. it does. It looks special, and I like it. I like it a lot. So well done to the kid who designed that. I can't remember your name, but um, well done. That was a great yeah. design. But it's nowhere to be seen. And, it, and everyone's saying now it's not going to see the light of day. It's not even going to get produced. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, well, the kid that made one, has he been given one or will he ever get one? I don't even think there is one. I don't think there is one. It's like, like what is going on? He, he designed it for literally nothing. So anyway, it comes back to the to Mr. Shansiri now saying, what we're going to do, we're going to uh, take any questions. Oh, but before we get to that as well, yeah. one more amazing go, go, item. Yeah, go on. <laughs> the dream scene. <laughs> right. the, oh, so, Jesus. Another thing. It was a great idea to do a big dinner. Yeah. Right. Great In, idea. Invite people. Great idea. Yeah. The prices are charged a bit extortionate. Yeah. But fair enough. It's an exclusive event and they've... They've paid a lot of money to get a lot of these people there and whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. Then they release tickets for the bar yeah. on the day. So you can just stand up and watch people yeah. eating the dinner. For for like Did anyone again, buy a ticket to go and stand at a bar and watch someone eat the dinner? <laughs> did anyone buy one of them tickets? <laughs> if you did, what were you thinking? I know you're Wednesday fans and you're loyal and, and I bet stuff. they had a good night because the, the entertainment was good. The the production, the presentation, like I watched it on on YouTube. I thought, oh yeah, yeah, right. So the the YouTube uh, video, it's still on there, right? So you can go yeah, and watch yeah. it. That was outstanding. Well done to the club on that. That was great. Yeah, well really good. It was well produced. It covered everything. The camera work was great. The production was good. The presentation was good. Uh, you Clem know, was a great presenter. Clem was fab, and uh, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was it was yeah. good that. So like fair play. Sherry was drunk. Yeah, <laughs> he'd been on Sherry. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it was like it was it was it was all right. Fair enough. So like, yeah, I'm being too critical. The, the night yeah. was good. It yeah. was a success. This is the Alstor podcast. So they so, did. Uh, so they did the dream scene. They dream revealed scene. the dream scene, and Which then did... revealed the prices of the dream scene. <laughs> yeah, but they revealed this like over a period of days and weeks. Mm. So like they revealed it's great. Play, it looks brilliant. It was good. Yeah, it looks fab. So the artwork that the the fellas produced on this is outstanding. Again, yeah, look great. The actual canvas or whatever it was that they originally produced, uh, amazing. Yeah. Really good. Really, really good. It was great. It was like edge to edge beauty, weren't it? Yeah. And then they decided to produce one for normal fans. For uh, is it 150 quid each? Yeah, yeah. 150 quid each. Right? As a print. As a print. So it's just a print. Framed print, 150 quid. And they got the names the wrong way around on it. <laughs> how, how is that even going to happen? 
on a on a limited edition anniversary 150th anniversary 150 pound framed print that our fans Sheffield Wednesday fans loyal fans who pay so much money to watch the football club shelled out for it and it weren't even correct what is going on and they ruined the design like they over designed yeah, the whole thing to put like like grey brad- badges in the corner like there was three badges in three the badges. border Three badges, right? Three badges on the. This is a seventeen th- different fonts used. And yeah, on a white on a white border. Three right. badges, and it's yeah, a fair enough. Have a border. Yes, yeah, like, fair oh. enough. Put a badge on it and say what it is. Terrible, absolutely oh. terrible. My heart goes out to anyone that bought one of them because you've been properly ripped off and disappointed. Yeah. Again, I think it's outpriced a normal fan. What has there been for a normal fan to buy from this 150th anniversary year? There's not a kit. No. There's the dream scene was too expensive for me. The dinner was too expensive for many fans. Like the, the watch was expensive. What has there been for normal fans? I honestly don't know. I don't know. I just, I just think this whole hundred and fifty. The one thing, thing, the one redeeming factor of this hundred and fiftieth anniversary year for me has been the program against Sheffield United. Yeah, sorry, the program. So, like, I think, I think, I don't think, I don't know who proofed that uh, that canvas. You know that that framed the, thing the with, the, with the wrong name. I, I don't know. Who I, I presume that. the artist has done that and sent it as print. And everyone makes mistakes. Like, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. But someone should have proofed it at the club to make sure they didn't. Everybody go out with who's bought that should be offered a replacement if they want. Yeah, they should because if that were if that were, I'll be honest, if that was on my wall, it would bug the fuck out of me. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's Knowing just it. so annoying. It's like when when you go to someone's house, right, and they've just decorated like, oh, look at our new <laughs> lovely wallpaper, and you see like a slight overlap yes. in the oh. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Forget the rest of the wall. It's just that tiny little bit where the the wallpaper overlaps each other. It's like oh, so annoying. Yeah, isn't it? So like, yeah, that would annoy me forever. So yeah, they should they should get a, a refund or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, the the program against Sheffield United a fiver to buy. Massive as well. Got the dream scene on it as the cover as a, a gatefold opening cover. Yeah. The um, fireworks. Yeah, the fireworks display on on the inside. It looks really good, and the content is brilliant throughout. Well, yeah, well done to whoever produced that. That's it. the Pop- one one thing that Wednesday get consistently right. And I, I said this on Al's talk, and people just dissed me because I was trying to be positive at a time when they all wanted Carlos out. Yeah. Um, but the one thing the club consistently gets right is the programs. Yeah, it is. And you know, for for like a fiver, that is is such a quality production. Well done to whoever did that. Awesome, really good. And they always do good commemorative programs. Like the last program of every season generally is like. A special one and it's really good yeah agreed yeah I'm just looking at it now it looks yes, mm. really good and you could buy them online as well which was yep. great you could yep. buy them order them online before they came out it was it was good so you got it delivered in, in time and that it's just a shame about the result but yeah. we'll, we'll gloss over that yeah so yeah so yeah then Mr. Chansiri is offering um, feedback he, he's offering to answer fans questions Al's talk we've let it go to shit so over the recent weeks I think Carlos has been coming under some heavy stick, heavy fire. Yeah. Uh, there's been questions asked about the shirts, about the watches, about the canvases, about the lack of friendly for 150th anniversary in the yeah. pre-season, about, oh, I could just go on and on. Where's the third shirt and all that? Everything just seems to be an absolute mess, right? Yeah. So the chairman says, I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll answer any question, and if nothing's off limits, we'll answer it. I, I kind of get the feeling that he's taken all the criticism from our talk, Facebook, o- other places... Um, he's taken it on the like, taking it quite badly. It's, it's hurt him a bit, and he, he he genuinely wants to 
put things right or like uh, wants to at least have a dialogue with people. I it like feels our chairman. Like. I really like our chairman. I think he's yeah. uh, one of the best things that to happen to us for ages. But Absolutely. I don't think that he needs to answer any questions right now. I think Carlos has been under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. He, he was under real pressure after the United game, obviously. People were saying, get out. He pulled it back a little bit with the Leeds United result and all he has to do now is crack on and do his job. Yeah. Right? So that's the football side taken care of. In terms of player signings, we'll find out in January, right? But other than that, on the football, on the pitch, right? On the pitch, Carlos, just do your job. Yeah. Right? Off the pitch, everything has been levelled at Mr. Shansiri and Joe Palmer and the club, right? For the canvas, for the shirts not being out, the third shirt disappearing, the watchers debacle where you couldn't actually buy one and everything else we just previously mentioned, right? Everything's been addressed. So from this point on, Mr. Palmer and Mr. Shansiri just need to do the jobs, Hmm. right? Anything else is just tittle-tattle and... and just and, and pointless. Yeah. So there's no need right now for a feedback session. None. So I think part of me thinks. Do you not think that some fans do have legitimate questions to to ask? Yes, they do. But I think they've already been asked, and I think everyone's aware of them. And I think the the club all they need to do is get the, the problem kit. is the questions have been asked, but we're not necessarily seeing the answers. Like the kit. Yeah, like but nobody knows what's happening with the kit. No, but like taking Mister Shansiri, sending him an email with a question on. I don't know. It remains to be seen, but. If he can answer that question then, why aren't they communicating it now so the fans aren't frustrated in the first place? Hmm. So if, if, if the fans are going to send an email saying, what's happening with the kit? And he says, sorry, it was down to this reason and this reason. They'll be out in November or we won't, they won't be out at all this season. Yeah. Right? Why, if, that, if he's going to do that, why not do the communication now via Trevor and the PR team at, at Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, just right? do an FAQ. Just do it now. Yeah. Just do it, put it out. On the, you on know the, what the questions are. Yeah, yeah. They, they already know what the questions yeah. are. You know the what you're going to get. The whole thing's a pointless exercise to me. I don't think that Mr. Shansiri needs to sit down and answer any questions at all. I really don't. I think, I think everybody's aware of the situations. And I think that all the, the bit that's missing is one, the stuff getting done. So the shirt coming out, you know what I mean? The Gary Hooper signing a new contract or whatever it needs to be done, right? Yeah. And uh, results on the pitch and, and communicated on the website and the official website and Twitter. That is it. That's all it needs doing. Yeah. Anything else is just like turning into a bigger circus. But you know what else? A lot of questions are being derived from the fans' forum and the steering group. Yeah. First going. Because there's a select group of people going a- a- along to these events, which apparently last hours. Yeah. And the people that are attending them either are just like love-struck and sycophantic yeah. that are sycophants, yeah. or, and hearing this more and more increasingly, they're just bored to tears in there because yeah. they last for hours. Yeah, yeah. But then um, what a club do is then leave everybody to walk out and tell everybody. Yeah. And then it just becomes down to interpretation. Yeah. And so you get like... Chinese a, whispers. You get a thread on, on Facebook of like, this is what, what was said today. Like according to that person at that time, yeah, uh, which is different something on another forum, which is different something on Owls Talk, and yeah, like why don't they minute it and yeah, just no. publish it? Just, just put it on the website. I I used to go to them, and I won't anymore. And I, I've not told like Trevor when he's invited Owls Talk, for example. I just sent someone along, yeah, because I just can't do it myself anymore. It's just painful because you sat in a room where like you said is just sycophantic people are just giddy to be there yeah there's people that are like so excited to, to meet the chairman or someone that they, they go love struck and there's people and that chat absolute bollocks there'll be some you guarantee that someone will stand up and go like oh, i bought a pie on saturday and it weren't warm enough do you know what i mean and yeah. you're just like sit down knobhead <laughs> like, but yeah. you can't say that at the time so i've stopped going to him and i i and i think 
they've failed us a lot because I think... Uh, there's no point to them. There's no point. Literally no point. Because if you're going to give the club feedback, here's one. Increasingly, people are also saying that that they're raising the questions and literally being told, yeah, no, it's going to be done about that. So there's no point to having it. Well, no, but... If it's I, not going to change anything. I go to Cineworld yeah. Cinema, right? I go to Cineworld. Because you went, are the world's best film critic. I am the world's best, finest film <laughs> critic. I went to see Blade Runner. Yeah. This this is just I go, this happens at every 2049 movie. 2049 or whatever. Yeah, which is outstanding, right? Yeah. I, I went to see that and I came out and I loved it. Uh, IMAX was amazing. The sound was fantastic on IMAX. Came home. The next day, a little polite email drops in saying, would oh, you must give us a bit of feedback? And they ask you questions on like, was it clean enough in the cinema? Were the staff yep. friendly enough? How did you find the, the quality of food was it value for money and you score it from none to ten yeah yeah that's all that needs to happen with stuff like this hmm. one get free the free pro- form box at the end for any specific yeah. comment yeah, yeah yeah right get your product right on the pitch right so get results get your merchandise out so fans can spend the money yeah. and do all your feedback electronically on from people on your database so you know who you're talking to anyway right send them an email with all these questions yeah. and 0 to 10 and let's see and then publish the results on the website even if the results are shit so like yes. if it says like how happy are you this year with the fact that the shirt's not here and everyone scores it 1 out of 10 or none out of 10 publish that don't be afraid of honesty and again I'm going back to like 2010 here the club did that, and they, they sent out an email to like select group of people, and they posted the link on Owl's Talk and Owl's Online and Owl's Zone and all the Facebook things, right? Asking for feedback, and it was a questionnaire, and it was done by a third party, which is important. Yeah. The questionnaire was built by an actual surveys company. Yeah. Um, and it was based around the match day experience, but then it asked you if you went into the shop and if you bought anything and what you thought of the products and stuff. Yeah. Like took you down like different paths depending on what you'd done on the day um but that was collated quarterly uh all the responses gathered up together the third party went through it yeah and they pointed out like all of the uh all of the successes and all of the failings yeah and every head of department had to write a piece yeah based on their department yeah and it might have been yeah uh cues at the at the um the snack bars we're too long. Yeah. We're going to try and introduce more staff and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, but that it's an ongoing feedback loop. You just yeah. do that quarterly. Yeah, yeah. That should be a standard. That should be yeah. like that should be. An, but like, Cine will do it after every move that you go and see that you book online, which yeah. is like amazing. It's fantastic. And it goes back to clubs. Clubs, football clubs are behind the times anyway because the majority of football clubs is just old fellas running it. Yeah. And they're just scared of any bad, any 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 negative comments. They're where scared it, of it. Whereas, like, when you go shopping online these days you've got an instant reviews thing yeah. so like you can sit and on TripAdvisor and that so you get um, it's not always accurate but at least it's a start but you, do, you do open, you do invite knobheads. Yeah, but but the the whole entire volume of it means that it's going to equal out exactly somewhere close to accurate. So, like you know, if you go on TripAdvisor and you read a review about a hotel, it's going to be there and thereabouts correct. Yeah, right. Or accurate, and, and let's face it, what you do with a review, like you go on Amazon to buy something, you go down to reviews, and what I do purposefully, I it, the one star reviews first first. Yeah. Read through them. Yeah, I do. Laugh at them generally. Yeah. yeah. Then at the five star ones. Do the same to that, yeah. and then I'll just go middling. Yeah, same. <laughs> That's what I do. But it's like, yeah, so I think it, the club could be easily 
very quickly and easily improved by just delivering what they promise yeah. and getting some feedback sensibly instead of all this mess of a process that they've got to try and get people to go to a fans forum and to email in the questions by yeah. having to provide the ID number. Why do you need that? Oh, th- this is again, this has really pissed me off. Why? You, you're literally there's no. And you're not a legitimate reason. fan if you if you don't have an ID there's, number. There's no reason. Why would the club need to identify who is asking a question? There's many many legitimate reasons why some fans don't have ID numbers. And there's even more legitimate reasons why a fan would want to ask a question anonymously. Yeah. And you'd get more honest questions if it was anonymous. And that, that, again, that's that's why, in my mind, that's why they're asking for ID numbers. The strangest thing is, these questions are going to come in and they're all going to be filtered anyway by someone at the club. Of course. You know, so it's not going to be like Mr. Sean Sears just going to open his emails up and start reading through them. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought, anyway, I would have thought that they're, they're going to collate well, it, 20 or 30... The email address is website at swfc.co.uk. Yeah. Which tells me that it's going to Trevor and his team. Yeah. Communications team. Yeah, which is fair enough. So like, Fair what, enough, yeah. So, so they'll collate the 20th most popular asked questions, yeah. you would have thought, and then, you know, take him to the chairman and get the responses to that. So, some people, when I've raised this on Al's talk about why do we need a, a client ID number, some people are saying because rival fans, United fans, will just, like... They won't. Rival fans don't give two shits. No, they don't. They genuinely they don't. They, they're not gonna email in. They, they, it just doesn't happen. They're not going to abuse no. the chairman, and it's not gonna go straight to the chairman anyway. It's gonna be filtered. And also, it's it's just it blows my mind that people think that's an issue. People spend so much time worrying about what might happen. Yeah. Just open it up. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. What does it matter? What's the worst that could happen? You what? get some emails that you. That, oh, Ten geez. United fans like. <laughs> <laughs> write an email saying I hate your tuna right <laughs> what so what who yeah, cares exactly exactly what you've just done you've got you've got those 10 emails from United fans who have been knobheads right but at the same time you've opened it up so you've got 100 genuine like, legitimate yeah. questions but like what I'm thinking now is we're ranting down these microphones. Like, <laughs> are we right? Is it that simple? I, because I, I think it is, and I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. If I, oh, I don't know. Everything. It's like, with hindsight, everything's easier. Uh, and, and you can say that everything, as long as you do it properly in the first place, you don't need any of this proof, stuff anyway. Proof, proof your canvases that you're putting on sale. Yeah. Put 150 into the 150 box when it says how many of these watches have you got to sell, and you've got 150 of them. And, and let's face it, right? Proofing products before they go on sale. We've we've learned that lesson. Yes. After that. Yes. Fucking DVD. <laughs> yes. Farce. Yes. What year was that? No, that was 11, 12, was it? I think. Yeah. It was, it was the promotion year. It was the actual yeah, was. promotion <laughs> was, year DVD. Has anyone got this? If to you're listening celebrate. to this, if you if you're listening to this and you've got this, I've got two copies, both still in the cellophane, because I know what's on it incredible and do you know what right and and just just for people listening at that point we actually obviously went off to a dvd company in leeds to yeah. make it uh, and they they like did all the sign off and stuff right we actually sourced and got so much brilliant music to go on there yeah like we had reverend and the makers milburn like violet may like all local yeah. relevant wednesday fan bands yeah like brilliant stuff sent it all off and it came back with generic stock music fucking bollocks on it it, it was it were, the names were wrong on the commentary yeah <laughs> like the names were wrong on, on the on what, the text what was the, on the scores back? were wrong on the on the <laughs> actual text on the screen and on the back of the actual dvd it didn't actually even make any grammar 
grammatical sense. It, it should never have gone on sale, that. And I remember being in the office the day that the DVD arrived on Trevor Braithwaite's desk. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anybody explode so much. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. He was... I've never seen anyone so angry. I bet. I feel sorry for Trevor on that day. That's a, that's a tough one. I, that shouldn't have gone on sale, that. It shouldn't. It literally just needed somebody to proof it, just to watch yeah. it once through. Or and, get Wednesday and, fans to produce it. Yeah. Because at the time, there were Wednesday fans offering to produce that. Mm, there was, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, and... and all it needed for the back copy was Trevor to like do it. Unbelievable. Get the get the simple things right. Do you know what I mean? But communicate. Tell the fans what's going off on the on the official website. That's what it's for. Yeah. You know? What, what else is it for? You don't if need it's not to, to communicate with the fans. You don't need to do question and answers, Mr. Shansiri. Because they, they because, know what the questions are. Yeah. And and they know that they know the questions before yeah. they ask for this feedback. So it's what is the point of it's it? It's an all? exercise to make it look like there's some kind of consultation going on some kind of feedback loop and or it's a or it's a precursor to some bad news coming about the shirt or that and it doesn't matter what what happens right again the sicker fans thing right we'll we'll get all the questions and answers we'll get this faq by the end of the month people read through it and yeah. guaranteed that they'll go oh oh mr chancery is so great isn't he I, I love him yeah it's like he's just doing what he should be doing yeah i i want i, I, want, I like him i like the guy he's, I he's, do. he's a great chairman i want everyone but, to succeed i want Carlos to keep his job and i want him to succeed as well i want the players to do well yeah and all these things that we've whinged about today, none of them were necessary. Not, it were, they were easily avoidable. Do you know what I mean? Which is annoying. Yeah. Because like, if you yeah. get that right, in the 150th anniversary year that I weren't bothered about until the club started <laughs> hyping it up themselves, and then but you know, it could an be so almighty good. clusterfuck of a year, it's like well, we've got two months left of this year, of this anniversary year. What's going to happen? Well, technically, it's the anniversary season, isn't it? So let's yeah, yeah, that, that's that's fair enough. It's going to happen until the end of the season, and technically, they could pull out like Real Madrid as a friendly at the end of the season to cap it off. Yeah, and yeah, that would be nice. Um, they're probably not going to. Yeah, but it's it's just been a normal season. We've, yeah. It's, it's actually been a worse season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we're not talking about the football stuff. No, it's, that's still to be proven. Off the pitch. Off is the pitch. It's the worst season we've ever had. Ever. Ever. And this is going back ever. to like going back to all records. Like Joe Palmer, if you're listening, and if you're not, I'll send you a copy of this anyway, so you can listen. <laughs> sort it out, mate. Do you know please. what? Actually, Joe, or come on the podcast. Joe and talk Palmer, to us. that's the invite. Joe Palmer, come and talk to us. Yeah, and uh, we, we can come and just um, we, we can literally come to you, or he can come here and have or a can, can of Fosters because yeah. James is serving up Fosters <laughs> for some reason. I'll have a can of pissy Fosters, um, but yeah, come come and talk to us. Yeah, and, and we um, won't be hard on you. We just want to know yeah. what has caused you to deliver the worst <laughs> the commercial worst and retail performance of all time ever. And and we're talking from a fans level here. If we if we we could go on for another hour talking yeah. about the commercial corporate stuff as well. Yeah, um, but this but we'll is go. just stuff that's impacting the fans on ours talk. So yeah. we just thought we'd uh, give those people a voice on this podcast. But in terms of football, it's like I'm not worried at the minute. I'm not. I'm not. I think there's a. Someone said that there's a tendency to. I think it might be Alan Biggs today, actually, in the press. Yeah. Said that there's a tendency for ours fans to just freak out for a great result and freak out for a bad result and just going yep. for like, like bipolar nutters. 
pinballing from one emotion to the other. It's evident on Owl's Talk after we've lost a game, like the the two days after we lost a game on Owl's Talk, it's doom and gloom. Yeah. And then the opposite when we've won a game like against Leeds. Yeah. Steve Breakfast Update. Boil egg. The one thing commercially we haven't talked about is good old Club 1867. Don't understand what it is. Literally just got an email Don't about it. Don't understand what it is. Basically, you give some money to the club. Yeah. For essentially what you're buying is a plaque that goes on a seat. You know, one of those little round number things on the seat. Yeah. A plaque that goes on there instead with your message on it up to 60, 60 characters, so your name or whatever. Yeah. The plaques actually look all right. Um, Saying Carlos out on them. <laughs> Do you, do you think they do? Do you think they take? Shall we? Shall we buy a brick and see, see what the see what the funniest thing is? How much are them bricks? Do they still sell them? Thirty quid or something. I might get one. Yeah, I might get one. Said this brick cost me thirty quid. I've got a few family members that have got them and stuff. Have you? Yeah, our Casey's got one and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think we should we should try and think of what the silliest thing is that we can try and get on a brick. Cunt. <laughs> What if your name was Mr. Knob, right? And you, if your name was Mr. Knob, and you said, like, yeah, just like me, brick name. Uh, my name on my brick, please. Like, yeah, what, what do you want me to put on there for you, sir? Because they talk like that in Megastore. You'd be like, um, just Mr. Knob. Would they do it? Well, you can you can fill out a form and just send the form in to do it. Yeah, but would they do it? Only one way to find out. I, I, I right. think they have refused stuff in the past. I might I might see. I might send a few in. I'm Right, that's the challenge. That's the challenge <laughs> for the next podcast. I'm going to buy one. I'm gonna do it before this podcast comes out, <laughs> and I'm gonna buy one. Do they, you have to wait a bit, don't you, for like runs of? Oh yeah, they, yeah, it's again. You have to wait until they do a big production run for a certain wall. Right. So I'm gonna buy a brick with an offensive word on it. D- buy a brick, not offensive. I don't want to be offensive. No, buy a brick. Just, with- just the silly thing. Just something silly on there. Buy a brick with silly word. Yeah. See, I, I always text myself stuff so I don't forget. Right. And then you. And then in two weeks' text. time. I'll read it and I'll go like, buy a brick with silly word. What? What's that? <laughs> I've never ever once, never once read a text message that I've texted myself and understood what it was. Never once. Never. Do, do you remember when um, when there was that plane crash and that American news network was trying to be first with the names and somebody put the names on Reddit? No. And this American new, newscast said uh, the, the staff on the, the plane like Malaysia Airways or something. Yeah. Um, the pilot was called Holy Fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there was something wonk. Yeah, yeah. We too low. <laughs> <laughs> Crash ban owl or something. Like... <laughs> Oh dear! Your uh, your mission is to try and get something like that on one of the walls on right, Wednesday. Right, challenge accepted. I'll read my text message uh, when I get home. We we'll go like, I've no idea what that is. <laughs> Remind me, and I'll uh, I'll get onto that today. It's never going to happen, is it? It is. Yeah, it's worth a thirty quid in the seven month wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just thinking in three years' time, we can go give, down looking for it. Do you get your money back if they decline to print what you want? Yeah, I think they'll offer you like a replacement or your money back. Like, a seconder watch. <laughs> Half a second to watch. No, I mean, like, they'll ask you to do something else instead. Cunt. <laughs> That'd be an amazing phone call. Yes, yeah, so it'd be like, uh, yeah. can you just put Mr. Knob on there, please? They're like, Sorry, sir, we can't do that. Um, we, 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 unfortunately, we're not allowed to put that on there, so have you got anything else? Yeah, cunt. <laughs> Sorry, sir. Cunt. That'd be a good one, wouldn't it? Uh, it's just Yorkshire for couldn't. Um, so, yeah, Club 1867. Oh, yeah. Is, um, <laughs> Basically, you give somebody for a plaque yeah. or that goes on a seat, yeah. and that's it. That's what it's supposed to be. With the um, 
with the promise that isn't contractually binding by all accounts, yeah. that when we get promoted to the Premier League, you get a three-year season ticket. Now, here's my thoughts. Hmm. Don't care about a plaque. No. It Look, looks nice, but It gets took off his seat and all, doesn't it, at the end of the season? I think the idea is that they keep these. I'd right. like to think so, anyway. Um, it's uh, If the club get promoted this season, it's uh, sound. But it's also a warning that if that's what they're going to charge for this kind of offer, hmm. how much a season ticket's going to be if we get promoted? Well, that's another good thing, because it kind of gives us the idea that uh, on the cop, um, it would be at least £26 a game for a season ticket, I think it is. Yeah. Um, which currently it's about £22 a game, so between 22 and £27. So, okay, so if you base it on that, would you pay £4 extra to watch Premier League football on the cop? I think I would. I think I would. I think yeah. I would, so fair enough. Yeah. I think the whole scheme's the, a bit the, the weird. Thing, the thing is, it's a promise that's not contractually... Premiership banned. return ticket. Because under... Fin- that? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Um, under financial fair play rules they can't say that you're going to get a season ticket yeah. off it right so uh, as far as I understand it I could be wrong so basically they're saying that there's a promise that you will get it but then if there's nothing contractually binding if we get promoted and then if Chancery decided that it had enough of people calling him names on Owl's Talk he wanted to sell the club and he sold the club and whoever came in said no I'm not going to honour that then you've lost out yeah mm, I think they'll honour it I think oh, he said that they'll <coughs> honour it because he said that if he sells the club hmm. no not he's going to, but he said that if he did sell the club, that would be written into the contract for the person that bought it. So he'd have to honour it. It was just like, fair, enough. fair enough. I think mm. when you break it down to that... It's basically just giving him a loan. Yeah. But I th- yeah, but like when you look at Irby Emanuel so walking away saying he was the, one of the top yeah. top paid players at the club, etc. Uh, that is, I think, Nigel on our talk, for example, broke it down to that is a thousand eighteen sixty seven memberships or something like that that they've spent on it. Jesus. Which I don't think they'll sell a thousand of them memberships. But it's also, if you pull it back to the kit kit thing again, um, we're essentially loaning money to the club to get through financial fair play. Yeah. Just put the kits on sale and you'll have some money. Here's a question, although I might have already answered it in my head. Why don't we put new kits on pre-sale? Is it because you think it'll affect the sales of the 55 quid current shirts? Possibly. Do you know what I mean? But like from January, say, from January till the summer, pre-sale the shirts, get them ready for the end of the season so that the last match of every season, we're playing in the new shirt and then have it available after the match to pick up um, and, and take home for holiday. This is another thing that comes up. People say that we should play the last match of the new season in a new kit. Technically, we could get dispensation to do it, but technically, we're not allowed to under league rules. But I would get the dispensation. If if the league will give if, it to you. If I run the club... The, the league have refused as dispensation for stuff before like that. Yeah, but if I ran the club right, I would try, and I would try again, and yeah. I would try again to try and get it. If I couldn't get it, I'd put it on sale straight after the match. Hmm. Or, or on the day of the game, yeah. of the last match of the season. Do you know what I mean? But but my point is, the calendar of the shirts should shift, right? At some yeah. point, we should break the cycle and change the calendar of the shirts so that we get the shirt on sale on the last game of the, the last home game of the season or the last game of the season. Whilst everyone's there. Yeah, yeah. While, while they're there, so they can pick it up, do you know what I mean, and take it on holiday with them, because that's what fans want. I think you would see a significant increase in sales over the summer. Mm. Well, you would, because they're on sale. Yeah. Uh, but you'd see a significant increase in sales, just for, because you give the fans what they've been asking for for years. Yeah. They should have an event where they reveal the, the strip. 
Yeah. Like the, the new kit. Have an event like an Apple event for the new iPhone. Yeah. Like an event where they live stream it on the Facebook Live and stuff. Get Clem to present it with yeah. John, John Pearson. Yeah. That's the other thing. That that dinner should have been live streamed. Yeah, yeah. Should have. They um, could have charged for that. Yeah. I'd, I'd have paid a fiver to watch that. I, I think it was in the transition period between player and iFollow, so they didn't exactly know how that would work. Yeah. The iFollow's proving to be very popular, by the way. They, yes. Our friends over in America... Um, I think they love it by the sounds of it. You get to watch every game. Yeah, one of the guys is like, "Yeah, that's great. That's really good." Yeah, I know there's like there was, there there's was issues with commentary and stuff. I think. Well, there ain't any commentary, is there? It's just yeah. it is just a match. But imagine if you were an American, you'd never seen Sheffield Wednesday live, right? Well, you had on Sky, but you'd never been to a game or anything like that. So you'd never seen a full season. You just seen the occasional match on Sky, hmm. and the rest of it was commentary on Radio Sheffield that was broadcast over there. And then all of a sudden, all these games open up to you, so you can watch them all the time. That's amazing. But if you're in America, it's still back. Backwards, because in America, if you're a baseball fan or a soccer fan or an American football fan, yeah, they've had that for ten years, yeah, yeah, and the production quality now is so good, yeah, that you can can literally zoom in on like you can focus on one single player and get yeah. all their stats and yeah, yeah. like the full roster and everything. It's like um, and, and it becomes a get everyone round to your house, have some beers and some popcorn and some chicken, yeah, event, doesn't it? Then and we're several years behind what what that what happens in the US with that, but we're getting there. Hello, it's Oda here. Alright, cheers, Comps. Bye. I hate life. <laughs> wow, that escalated. Well. Speaking of which, the next topic is um, Chris Kirkland. Oh. <laughs> who, who has very bravely come out. Uh, I don't think he's brave anymore. I just think it's the right thing to do. I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't think well, people should be able to talk about this. Yeah, I, I think I don't know if it's brave or not. I think it's the right thing to do. I think well, good on him. And it's interesting to find out that he left not for any other reason than because he was getting anxious about leaving home to come to play at Sheffield yeah. Wednesday games. And he literally had a contract to sign. He was going to sign in like ten minutes or something, and then just decided not to. Yeah, I've done stuff like that where, like mm. you know, where uh, I've just freaked out a bit about stuff and got anxious about it and that but I think Chris has done the right thing in just like bringing it up as a topic and saying like yeah. just talk to people rather than bottle it up and all that because like you know mm. and mm. it's like it's an interesting story how he, he loved playing at Wigan and then um, obviously got driven out of there was it Martinez at the time yeah he didn't, didn't want to leave did he no he didn't want to leave and ended up at Wednesday um, and he, he said like obviously when it comes to a match day and stuff he was perfectly happy but it was everything around it like yeah. travelling and stuff like that yeah um, which is fair enough it's interesting that though because like what about away games at Wigan then when he were at Wigan when he had to stay over in Manchester or not Manchester but like London when he were playing Crystal Palace away in that. Say Manchester's not that bad but, not really um, do you know what I mean yeah I understand what you mean but if you're loving your job and you're loving the people around you and it's like it doesn't really matter so much does it no and I'm true. not saying he didn't like the people around him or he didn't like being at Wednesday but um, it was at a time when like family stuff was going off and whatever mm. um, yeah his, his missus wasn't well for a, a while was she I don't I remember know. right um, so yeah he's like he was a good keeper for us I quite enjoyed like, watching him yeah like, same it was him and Bywater for a while wasn't it yeah it was like a quality pair and yeah yeah, quality pair that you could choose from. You always buy water. You had him as Mister Reliable, then you had buy water, <laughs> who um, would just go off. He were a nutter and buy water. I'll, I'll never forget when he went uh, for a drive and just ended up in Scotland or something. And on the way went With to no shoes on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. After eating Toblerone. Yeah. He went to a service station. Aha. Uh-huh. Bought um, bought some rice pudding, but then realised he didn't have a spoon to eat it with. So then bought a toothbrush. Yeah. And then, he didn't have a tin opener. (laughs) (laughs) 
that Steve laughing at you. Yeah. That is literally deafening. <laughs> that, that it's did. like a deafening elephant <laughs> fart. In these e- headphones, it, that did come through rather loud. <laughs> it made me want to go. Jesus. How long have we been talking for? Not long enough. Well, um, actually, an hour and a half. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's Jeb's. Oh, we sounded exactly alike. Jesus. Jesus. Any time. Not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Dinner time. Um, so I like you. You like me? Steve's lunch update. Pizza. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to ask you about your your film criticness about um, the Star Wars: The Last Jedi trailer. In, in on Owls Talk, which is www.owlstalk.co.uk. In case right? you didn't know, every Sheffield Wednesday fan should be on there, and they pretty much are. Right on there. If you register and you log into the website, it opens up about ten more different hidden forums, which is all about everything in it. So like music, yep. cinema, politics, travel. The whole lot, right? In one section, there's the film section where I'm the resident, uh, probably go- go-to guy for for advice on which films to watch and why. I'm, a, I'm, a, I am the premier film critic. If, if you like your critique in the sen- in just like four words, premier film critic, and then uh, yeah, and then in that we've been discussing the new Blade Runner, which is fantastic in IMAX, like the probably the best. I've not read that. that thread because I've not it's watched the film yet. Probably the best film in IMAX I've seen in a long time. Right. The sound is just the sound alone is worth the money to go and see it i'm not even kidding cool. cost like 15 16 quid just pay it go sit down and just watch it and f- oh my god the sound is amazing but the film's great as well but um yeah the new star wars trailer came out and uh, i just had a few things to say about that and what were those things uh that it's just the empire strikes back in it it just, is just a rip off but to everybody can see this except for pulsar pulsar username pulsar you are a cock <laughs> you are a cock end <laughs> Pull any punches. I, th- I think he can see it, but he just don't want to admit it to himself yes, this, or anybody this is else. It. He's such a fanboy because I looked at a few. I'm a fanboy of Star Wars, but it is. Oh, not to his level. I've looked through a few uh, previous threads on Star Wars, yeah. and he defends everything about. Yeah, like yeah. He, he is your proper like fanboy. It's like when you see like Xbox and PlayStation fans that want to go to a fight. Okay, because so is, better. is there anything in your life that you would defend to that extent? Uh, so, like, if there was something crap about something that you really loved, would you defend it still? Is there anything like that that you can think of? No, because I try and be objective about stuff. Mm. But he, he is—he cannot see that it's just a beat for beat, like like the Force Awakens was a beat beat for beat stealth Wars, remake yeah. of, of A New Star- Hope. Yeah, it was the first Star Wars. And um, yeah, th- this is going to be a beat for beat remake of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it is, which is disappointing to me. Although I'll still go and see it. That's the thing. Everyone will still go and see it. It'll make yeah. loads of money. And and it'll be quite good, because The Force Awakens was good. But as with everything on Owl's Talk, I am allowed to express my opinion, and so is everybody else. Yeah. I'm right, because I, I am the premier film critic <laughs> on the website. But if you haven't been on the website, please don't just read it. Register. Okay, so get yourself um, register on the website, simply because that then allows you to have a look at all the other forums, which are hilarious, including the dressing room section, mm-hmm. which is just... It's hidden unless you're logged in. Now the joy vacuum's gone in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then uh, which is funny, and then uh, obviously it allows you to post stuff, which is what we want. We want, we want your opinions on the website. So the thing is, don't be one of those people that just sit there and slag it off, going, "Oh, these people on Al's talk." Just like log in and say your own fucking point. Yeah, like argue it. with people. It's fine. Don't don't be a dick about it. Just debate. Yeah, debate. Let's have reasonably. A ma- let's mass debate. Yes, that. Let's mass debate. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should uh, wrap it up because we've been talking forever. Okay. All right. So uh, is there anything? else you want to say Neil uh, respect daddy bring it down blood and I'll say bye bye and uh, Steve bye 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 owlstalk.co.uk where football chat comes last was that the longest one ever <laughs>